It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every yes, day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, Justin Hokinson of AuburnLive.com. Hoke, there has been so much happening that we get to talk about today amongst the Auburn football landscape. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very tired. Sounds a very tired yeah. response. With um, we're recording this a few minutes before the uh, the basketball game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it'll be a late one, but that's good. That's good. All right, yeah. so a uh, lot to talk about. We got Mike Bobo news as far as him being out as the offensive coordinator, which you guys broke over at AuburnLive.com. Of course, um, the the transfer portal news. Let's start with offensive coordinator talk. Uh, it seems like you guys are, are more on top of the situation that, than anyone else is. What do you think was kind of the the final straw with with the decision from Harson to to let Mike Bobo leave? Um, probably the last four games didn't help. Um, Fair enough. You know, I think I think the second halves of those games are just not good enough. Um, you know, there was times in the middle of that year where the offense, you know, had its moments. Um, but they just they just weren't good enough. Period. Yeah. Um, and and in the second half of those games, it's hard to say it's a personnel issue when you score twenty eight in the first half and three in the second half, or twenty eight in the first half and six in the second half. That's a hard, you know, or fourteen in one half and three in the other half. That's hard to say personnel uh, because personnel did scored twenty eight. So um, I think that was that was tough, and that was probably what ultimately did Mike Bobo in they just have to be better they have to be better in that in that offensive room yeah um, they have to challenge defenses uh, in more complex ways they have to put defenses in more conflict than I think what Bobo likes to do which is you know he, he, his offense had its moments but unless your talent is elite you, you know that's not an overwhelming it's a, it's a good offense if you have George's talent yeah but if you're Auburn's talent, you're just going to have moments. You're going to have flashes, and that's what happens. So I think they need to be more explosive, and they need to put defenses in more conflict, and that didn't happen enough. Sure. All right, so as far as the search for Auburn's next offensive coordinator, um, where should Auburn fans' heads be? I mean, my gut reaction, Hoke, when this all happened was, okay, Eric Kiesau's the guy, but it seems like Harson and the Auburn football program is looking outside. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would say that's true. Um, you know, Keysaw's there. If Keysaw got the job, that would surprise me, just because okay. if you thought he was good enough to be your offensive coordinator to win now, to win in the SEC, why did you bring him on and you didn't even make him receivers coach? Like, I would just be shocking if you brought him on basically as a staffer, then you elevate him to receivers coach four games in, and then you just make him your OC. I would I would be weary of that move. I'm not saying it can't happen, mm-hmm. but but that that would surprise me a little bit because this Brian Harson and this staff are trying to win right now. They're trying to build, obviously, but they're not trying to sacrifice time to build. They're trying to do it at the same time, build it and win games right now. And 
there's some good OCs out there better than Keesaw and better than Bobo. And mm-hmm. so that, that would surprise me. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate a quick hire uh, I, there, you know, necessarily. I think Brian Harson will, will take his time and hire the right guy. There's some, there's some guys out there. that are decent OCs that have connections like Zach Killett, Arizona state that has connections to Boise uh, like Andy Ludwig, who, 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 who was the OC, who was the quarterback coach of Brian Harson at Boise in the nineties. And then yeah. has been Vanderbilt uh, was Derek Mason's OC um, so there's some guys with connections there. And then you have like Graham Harrell, who's about to be out at USC as an OC. Um, so, and then there's Matt Wells, who is at Texas Tech. Those are kind of the four names I've, I've sort of heard um, that, that all kind of make some some logical sense. And if it doesn't go that way, which I, I think there's some good college coordinators, but I guess there's always the route of a young NFL assistant receivers coach. Go get Joe Brady or, or Liam Cohen, who's at Kentucky, who came from the Rams. Um, you know, those guys are that's starting to be a popular move. Go to the NFL, get an assistant quarterback coach. It's a young, bright mind. Um, yeah, that could be an option, too. Yeah, Hoke, I, I thought this was going to be a quicker thing when it first happened due to um, recruiting and early signing day being, you know, not too far away. But after looking at all of the potential names, a lot of these coordinators are coaching on Saturday. And so yeah. you, you'd have to think – that the news, if, if it's one of those guys, would have to happen after after the fourth. Um, so you thinking next week, or do you think he's really going to take his time? No, I think it could happen next week. Obviously, they're out recruiting this week combined with some of these guys are playing. Nothing's happening uh, this week. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would keep in mind, and, and I don't know the answer, is you know we, we heard rumblings of Mike Bobo being out in September. So at right. that point, it was more of a fit thing. I mean, it wasn't even necessarily about the offense. It was like, hey, these guys aren't meshing all that well. So it's very possible Brian Harson has been – I mean, these guys are always prepared. So it's very possible that Brian Harson has potentially reached out to a couple of these guys months ago and said, hey, just if we make a move, just, you know, or something like that. It could have happened. And so it could be, you know, he could be prepared. It's not like he decided – uh, shoot. Okay, we got to make a move. I'm going to fire Bobo, and then now I got to do all my due diligence. No, he he's got his guys. It's just a matter of timing. So it could happen next week. Sure. the The two names that I think I'm most excited about that I think are realistic hires. Um, I mean, there's some lists out there that say like Joe Brady and stuff. I'm like, I'm not buying that. But the um the like Graham Harrell, which is a name that you put out um in, in the corner message board at AuburnLive.com. You did that earlier today. Um, and then Andy Ludwig is one that I saw. And the when I read that name um, at first, I was like, eh, but then I started looking at it. And it's like he led college football with like three tight end packages. Like that's exciting. And it seems like that's something that would kind of line up with what Harson wants to do. So those, those Hoke are the two that I think excite me the most as far as like the realistic options. Yeah, I think so. I think Andy Ludwig makes a lot of sense. I think Zach Hill makes a lot of sense. Um, Tell me about Zach Hill. So he's the OC at Arizona State, right? Right, yeah. What do we know about him? He was the OC at Boise under Harson for like four years and then left to go to Arizona State. And then when he left, Boise Keesaw took over. So so Zach Zach Hill literally has already been Harson's OC for multiple years and just left for a quote-unquote better job, uh, more high-profile, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a guy that – has already been hired by Harson and kept on for four years. So that that's where he comes from. I reached uh, out Graham to Harrell would oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I reached Tell out us. to some Arizona state folks, um, yeah. just kind of like, what's the mood over there. Yeah. And 
they kind of got the feeling that, okay, they were a little surprised that Herm Edwards is going to stick around for another season. And he kind of got the vibe that Hill and all of the coaches were going to kind of stay with Herm one more year. So I was kind of a little, little surprised when they said all that. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 but you know, possibly, but if, if that situation is sort of murky, then it, to me, it makes more reason for that guy potentially to, to, to jump leave. Ship, I mean, he, right. he certainly is feeling like, is Herm going to get another year? I mean, you pass up a chance to be OC in the SEC. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. The, the Graham Harrell will be interesting. I mean, that's a bright young mind. Obviously, we all remember Graham Harrell at Texas Tech with Michael Crabtree and just the insane numbers he put up. That's fun, um, yeah. You know, and and so so well thought of. Obviously, USC didn't have a great year, but uh, but he's well thought of. Uh, that'd be interesting merging his style. Obviously, he's, he comes from Mike Leach. He runs it more than Mike Leach, but, you know, that would be – you're talking about Brian Harson, somebody who's all about physical – Mm-hmm. We have to run the ball. You go from somebody that like to run the eye sometimes in Bobo to Harrell would be an interesting change. Right. I mean, that, that's that's two to me Harold and Bobo. That's two different dy- dynamics there. So I would wonder what direction Harson's trying to to go here. Yeah, that's a good point. Justin Hokison, our guest today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. It is the holiday season, and Omaha Steaks is offering a special. Perfect gift uh, package price of uh, a box full of goodies for $99.99. You get four bacon-wrapped filet mignons, four boneless chicken breasts, four Omaha steak burgers, a ton of things um, in this box. It's the best deal that they've ever had over at Omaha Steaks. Uh, Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college in the search bar to order. It's not a promo code. You have to type college in like you're searching for the product on their website, and then it redirects you. It's the perfect gift package for $99.99. You get 24 entrees like the world-famous beef wrap filet mignons. When, When you use code college, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package at omahasteaks.com and use that keyword, college. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Our guest today, Justin Hokuson of AuburnLive.com. How can folks sign up? I mean, this is the time to sign up. You guys are leading the way with Recruiting Scoop as well as OC Coaching Search Scoop. Um, How can folks sign up today? Yeah, man, AuburnLive.com uh, on 3 Sports Network. But, yeah, AuburnLive.com, uh, we actually just got done running a special. I hope a bunch of people took advantage of that Black so. Friday deal. Um, but, yeah, AuburnLive.com, you can go on there. We have a seven-day free trial all the time. So you can always pop on there. And get, I mean, right now, between coaching search and recruiting, you'll know in a week. <laughs> You're going to get a good bit of, yeah. of action here in a week right now, and you'll know whether you want to be a part of the site or not. So come on, uh, sign up for a week. Sign up for the week leading up to early signing day. That would be smart and see how it goes. And then, right. you know, you get a lot of good stuff there. So AuburnLive.com, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's worth every penny. So um, how do you think the OC hire will impact the assistant coaches, the position coaches 
on the offensive side of the football. Do you think whoever it is will want to bring in at least one or two of their own hires? What do you think about that? Oh, interesting question. I would have to think so. Um, but that's a, that's an interesting dynamic. One, you know, you start with Eric Keesaw, who's got, who, who came over with Harson was just elevated. Right. Uh, I, I can't see Harson just turn around and letting that guy get kicked out. Um, whether it's receivers coach or whether he moves to another position potentially, but I would, that, that'll be a tricky one. Um, the most Cadillac's vulnerable one is, is, is offensive line, right? Yeah. Just because yeah. Will, Will Friend is was, vulnerable. Yeah. Was well, tight he's with so Bobo. close with Bobo. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly in, in September when we were hearing stuff about Bobo, that was friend too. Like we, they were kind of, Hey, those, that trio is not necessarily meshing. Now friend is around until they hire an OC and then we'll, and then we'll see it, it, so I'd say that's definitely up in the air. I'd have to think Caddy's job is fairly safe. I right. mean, I don't, you know, Cadillac's a, a Hall of Famer, like college Hall of Famer type running back, obviously a legacy at Auburn, a good recruiter. You know, I mean, they're talking about landing Trey Citizen, one of the best running backs in the country. Can you imagine turning around and letting go of the running back coach who's played at Auburn, who got that guy and got Tank? There's also I, an element of you want to keep Tank Bigsby happy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, that would be, and running back coach, let's be real, like, it's uh, it's the like the least like yeah. They're, you can, they're you, could go, you could kind of go put a receiver at running back coach. I mean, not no offense, but it's 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 not the most technical. Like cat, if you can recruit, that's where you put them. No, yeah, you know, so. absolutely right, right. Um, okay, yeah. So Will Friend is probably the most likely to be out. You agree with me on that? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. As far as the recruiting aspect of this hire. What are you guys hearing over at auburnlive.com in regards to like the priority of the OC needing to be a uh, a recruiter? Because a lot of people are saying like Brian Harson's great, really like him. He gets his team ready as much as he can, but the talent acquisition still kind of up in the air as far as people judging him after one season here at Auburn. I mean, do, do you get a guy that maybe is a little bit better at recruiting than the scheme or uh, this at this time during Harson's tenure? Um, no, okay. I would say, I would say you better get, you better get, get a guy who can scheme it up. Um, it. because, and the reason I say that is first of all, re- being able to recruit is, is like a default in the SEC. I mean, if you, if you're not a pretty good recruiter, you, you like, I don't even care. Um, mm. that, but I would say scheme because look, like I said, Harson and that staff are trying to win immediately. If he doesn't come out next year, look, this is the landscape we're in. If he doesn't win eight games next year, let's say he wins six or seven again, I'm just telling you he'll be on the hot seat. That's that, that's the landscape we are, we're in, and I know the temperature of fans and, and boosters that maybe didn't hire him in the first place, and they're going to be like, it's going to put him on the hot seat, whether we like it or not. So his quickest way, he has got to win eight games next year. He's got to win next year. And recruiting, you can't turn – recruiting, you're not going to go land a class that quickly. You're going to have to do it with the guys mostly – that you have there. Maybe you go get an impact player in the transfer portal. Uh, maybe a true freshman makes an impact, but a large part of your success is going to have to come from what you got now. And maybe, maybe a few guys in the portal. So you better get somebody who can scheme it up and, and, and win next year. Still got to bulk up the recruiting staff and recruit, but you got to win eight games next year, man. Hoke, who surprised you the most at the time of us recording? There's only been five guys that have entered the transfer portal from Auburn so far. Of those five guys, who surprised you the most? Uh, probably Tennyson or Shivers. Probably Tennyson. Um, 
you know, just because he did get in, you know, late in the season, he played more and he's a good player and, you know, McCreary's going to go pro. And I think there's opportunities there. He's a good player. Yeah. And, and I think there'd be opportunities, but if Derek Mason's not going anywhere and, and, and you thought you should have played more, then you got to wonder, okay, what do I have to do? Shivers, Shivers to me is sort of same boat as Tennyson, like played a little bit, saw his playing time diminish. Um, and, and wants to, you know, he feels like he's good enough to go play somewhere and, and, and be a, you know, thousand yard back or something and, and use his speed. That guy wants to run. He didn't want right. to just be so limited. So probably one of those, one of those two. Yeah. Tennyson, I could see like his path to being on the field a lot more next year. Shiver's a situation, assuming, you know, Tank doesn't leave. Um, Shiver's situation pretty much stays the same. So I, I definitely get why he would, he would want to leave. Yeah, yeah, Shivers. Look, we all we all appreciate him. I, yeah. I've always kind of said, look, I, you know, he's not the, you know, he, he's just. I thought he was on the field about as much as he should be on the field. Uh, he's just there's there's limitations to him. There's things he can do, but he probably wishes he had more, you know, more going on. But it is what it is. Right, Hoke. Thank you for joining us for a few minutes. Um, tell uh, tell folks one more time how they can sign up at auburnlive.com. Yeah, man, AuburnLive.com is my dog. My dog's a big supporter. Hey, that's okay. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. We yeah. love dogs. Little Tito. Uh, AuburnLive.com, on three sports, but AuburnLive.com, go subscribe, seven-day free trial. Get on it. Be a part of the community. Awesome. Thank you, Hoke. You got it, man. Thank you so much to Hoke for joining us. In just a moment, we'll talk about the Auburn basketball game from last night. Big win for the Auburn Tigers. Today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered. All season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, it's March to the playoffs. Obviously, in the NFL, bowl season uh, is almost here for college football. But also, as the NBA starts to pick up, um, they've got everything at BetOnline.ag. Head uh, head over to their new updated website at BetOnline.ag. And when you make your first deposit, use promo code Locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money to play with, folks. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So the Tigers defeat the UCF Knights 85-68 to last night. I think that's something that uh, the Tiger fans will be excited about. Love the defensive performance and, and the offensive performance in the second half. I mean, that's a theme that we've seen over the course of, I'll say the whole season. I mean, it's just the second half has been a lot better for the Tigers so far this season. In the first half, they shot 40%. In the second half, they shot 45%. 45% obviously is something that you want to see. And uh, UCF, they showed a graphic during the broadcast. At one point during the second half, UCF had missed like 13 of its last 14 shots. So that's obviously something that's good for the Tigers um, moving forward. As far as everything that happened in regards to um, the starters, 
Katie Johnson is a lightning rod and one of the more exciting players I think we'll get to see um, during Bruce Pearl's tenure. The more we watch this dude, the more we absolutely love him. And from a shooting standpoint, he's not always extremely efficient, but it's the hustle, the hustle that you see on both sides of the court um, that turns into you know ridiculous interceptions that he takes around and then does the, the spin-around dunk. Um, but 11 points which you think is fine. Three of 11 shooting is not good. One of six from three for Katie Johnson is not good. But he gets to the free throw line and went four or five from the charity stripe, which you love. Um, two rebounds, two assists, and uh, he had that steal across 29 minutes. It's plus minus, it's plus 12, so that's pretty good. Jabari Smith was incredible. His 20 points on six of 12 shooting, but he was three of six from behind the arc. You got to love that. Five of six from, uh, for free throws, seven rebounds. In just 21 minutes, he had a plus minus of 24 in 21 minutes played. You have to absolutely love that. But Walker Kessler, I mean, the the giant himself, 8 of 14 from the floor, 0 for 3 from 3. He has not been good from 3 this season. I think he only has two makes, and I think he has double-digit misses. I'd love to know what his clip from 3 is in practice because for Bruce Pearl to continue to give him the green light for that shot, he must be making it. And maybe that's something I'll ask Zepp um, next week when he joins the show. But 17 points for Kessler, 14 rebounds. He had six blocks and two steals. I mean, what an incredible performance. Uh, 31 minutes, um, and his plus minus was 14. I'm actually surprised it's not higher than that. But, man, I, I just, I love watching Walker Kessler play. I mean, how many guys that are built like that? You saw him stand at the top of the key. He kind of does a jab. And then he attacks the basket. And that's just not something you see a whole lot of from guys that are built like that, especially as you know, he's a sophomore, spent his freshman season at UNC. But, man, he, um, I don't know, Auburn has had tall dudes before. And I think about, like, Austin Wiley. And no disrespect to Austin Wiley, because I think his senior season, he was a really solid basketball player. But there's just so many dudes, and, and Auburn's played against seven-footers, you know, all the time, even, you know, in, in non-conference teams where, like, they'll have a 7-foot or a 6'11 guy, and they just don't move very well. Walker Kessler is not that. Walker Kessler moves extremely well, and I think that's something that, that Auburn fans have noticed and appreciated early on in this um, in his tenure here. But, man, Bruce Pearl has absolutely nailed the transfers with Katie Johnson from Georgia, Walker Kessler from North Carolina, Zepp Jasper from Charleston, and then uh, then obviously, you know, um, Wendell Green from the Ohio Valley Conference. But Jasper, just three points on the night. But man, what an incredible defender Zepp Jasper is. Uh, let's see, Zepp Jasper's plus minus was five across 27 minutes. Um, I'm surprised he didn't register a steal. But man, that dude is just locked down on uh, on point guards. And you can tell that he loves it. You can tell that he enjoys covering the guy when he has the basketball. And he's talked about the difference on this show. He's talked about the difference of, you know, him approaching defense when he's guarding the guy with the ball versus an off-ball, def- uh, playing off-ball defense. But you can definitely tell when he is guarding the point guard, when it's that press defense going back and forth like it was against UCF last night, that's, um, that's something where he feels really comfortable playing. So you love to see it. Overall... 
it was a little sloppy at times, but Auburn just has these like, you know, bursts of three or four minutes of offensive explosion where it's like, okay, UCF isn't just, they're not going to be able to keep up with Auburn when they play like that, which is expected. Uh, I think the betonline.ag line was Auburn by 10 and a half, and they, they would have covered because uh, good teams win, great teams cover. So you got to love that. But uh, yeah, the Tigers take on Yale on Saturday. And actually, Charlie Five and I will be live from Baumhauer's for that game. I'm doing after the game basketball edition on ESPN 1067. You can check that out at ESPNAU.com if you want to listen live. Um, I think we'll podcast it as well. The station will. But there you go. Yale is a team that Auburn should be able to beat. And the, the graphic that they show during the broadcast on the ESPN Plus broadcast with Auburn's record, they were like 55 and 8. So I guess now they're 56 and 8 over the last four seasons in conference play. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's really, really impressive. I mean, there were several games ahead of uh, Arkansas was second best over the last four seasons. What Auburn's done in the non con has been pretty cool. And like the announcer said during the broadcast, they, you know, Auburn has scheduled good teams. Now, a lot of them they've lost. A lot of that eight is like Gonzaga and Baylor. And I guess UConn from earlier this season. But um, Duke would be in there. And then, you know, they, they lost to UCF last year. So, I mean, that's that's most of the eight right there. But um, still, it, it's, it's just amazing how far this team has come. And one thing, just from a program building standpoint, we've got to figure this out as a basketball program. And I don't know how you do it. And I'm sure this happens in other places, other places that are good at basketball. I just haven't noticed it, but I'd love to know what they do like in Kentucky or North Carolina, you know, these basketball schools, Duke. But they've got to fix the scholarship seating. You know, the the big money boosters and the blue seats across from the student section. There has to be a way to fix that, to get butts in seats to, uh, you know, that are close to the court. There has to be a way to fix that um, and obviously, you know, the folks with money deserve their seats because they're paying for the program to, you know, be able to, to afford things, but there's got to be a better way to go about that. Um, but uh, bottom line, I, this Auburn basketball team, I really, really like what they've done so far this season, and they just continue to get a little bit better. They're starting to play together a little bit more. Jabari Smith is slowly turning into a lottery pick. I think you can already kind of see the early signs of it. There was one play towards the end of the game where, uh, I mean, he he just made a guy miss, and and he just extended his arm, and he just underhanded it in, and it just looks easy. It just basketball looks easier for Jabari Smith than everyone else on the court, and that's something that's exciting. There's no question about it. So on tomorrow's edition of Locked On Auburn, it'll be a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joins us as he does every Friday. We'll talk about the transfer portal. Uh, There's rumors still swirling around with Bo Nix. Perhaps we'll know more by then. And, of course, get his thoughts on the offensive coordinator gig. You know, who replaces Mike Bobo? So all that and more coming up on tomorrow's Locked on Auburn, wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube. Please click that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. See you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need 
to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.